Hi there, it's Pete Snodden. Welcome to this week's Bet McLean Football Show. This week we're at the Northern Ireland Team Hotel for a Northern Ireland special ahead of games against Bosnia and Herzegovina and also Israel on this coming Tuesday night. Plus, we discuss this week's Danske Bank Premiership fixtures. Northern Ireland team manager Michael O'Neill is on the show, goal scorer Kyle Lafferty is on the show and Stephen Beacom joins us as usual. Let's do it. Michael, great to see you. It seems like ages, but before we start, what do you make of Bigo's t-shirt? Interesting, to be say the least. You know, Stephen's always got the, a colour of choice, I think, and I'm not sure what we put that, but listen, it's good to see him anyway. Style icon. <laughs> Style icon. Yeah. Um, always like him next to me on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> um, how difficult was it for you watching the World Cup? Oh, it's very difficult. Yeah, look, you, it was very sore to, to lose out in the opportunity, and... and at the end of the day, we were beaten, regardless of how people uh, look at it and the decision and the nature of the decision. You know, we still had to find a way to win. Um, and it was difficult to watch it because you see that I thought it was a fantastic World Cup. First of all, the stadiums looked great. The games were great. Um, I thought VAR was a success. The referees, how the games were refereed predominantly, I thought was good. Um, and, uh, you know, it would have been lovely to be part of that. But uh, it wasn't to be for us. So... You know, we watched with interest and, and obviously, you know, um, I think we ended up with possibly the team with the, the best squad, certainly in terms of depth, wasn't it? So the summer tour, it looked hot from where I was sitting watching it on telly. Yeah, it was difficult enough for us. Like we tried to pick a, a mixed squad. You look at the squad we have here now and it was funny just watching them train. Like big difference from the squad we picked. We, we picked only maybe about 12 players that are possibly here, maybe a little bit more. You know, sort of supplemented that with young players and very young players, if, if the truth be told. Um, so, um, but it was a good experience. You know, the game in Panama was a good game because you know their nation that was going to the World Cup for the first time, a, a lot of uh, hype and razzmatazz around it. And as as was the game in Costa Rica, it was difficult for us, and that probably hurt us the most because probably with the travel and the recovery, it was a bit much to ask some of the players to go again and we didn't really probably have the strength and depth. So the score was a little bit harsh on us, but the main thing was, as I say, was the experience for, for the players and the younger players in particular. And overall, we, I think we got what we needed from it. Uh, you mentioned the, the squad for, for these two games coming up, which we're going to come on to in a second, but um, were you disappointed in Chris Brunt's decision? I'm disappointed, of course, because Chris is a top player. Like, when you get to work with someone like Chris, you see firsthand his quality. Um, and you'd notice that, you'd always notice that in training, in particular if Chris wasn't available, you'd, and then you'd see him step in, at, uh, and then you'd go, oh, Bruntley, you'd see his quality, what a good player he is, and, um, you know, I think we got a lot out of Chris, and, uh, you know, it was a shame for him to miss out in, on France with the injury that he had, his delivery, people make a lot of his delivery at set piece, and that, that's, that's been huge for us, but it's actually his overall delivery and general play, and the quality of his play, that we'll miss as well, and he gives you a fantastic balance on, on that left-hand side. You know, we see too often now wide players predominantly playing on the opposite side and coming in the pitch and playing. You know, Chris, Chris really gave us a, a great solution, whether he played on the left-hand side of a midfielder, whether he played left-back, or even in the pitch in a three in midfield as well, where he's currently playing really for West Bromwich Albion as well. So I was disappointed, but I fully understood his reasons, to be fair. And he was very honest with it. I think, Michael, and I'm going to give you credit here, you got the best out of Chris Brunt because before you came along, 
I'm not sure Chris played his best football for Northern Ireland. So you deserve a, a lot of praise because Chris Brunt then became a great international player under yourself. So fair play. No, thank you. I think like, I think he, he, Chris is a player that I think you know. It, maybe when Northern Ireland team wasn't doing as well, he would be his type of player would maybe suffer a little bit more than others because you're never going to maybe sometimes when the team's not doing well, you can look at players who are maybe you know they, they're praised for their work ethic or their you know their doggedness at times they're never really going to be things that you're going to look at Chris for you're always going to look at it from a technical point of view his quality and possibly in the past you know he he maybe was a little bit disillusioned you know playing international football and not seeing you know at times his club form transform into the international stage so you know he deserves a lot of credit because he took it forward the great thing is is when I went and asked him to play left back he fully embraced it you know he's a Premier League player he didn't make any issues about it he says no I'm comfortable playing there and uh, you know his attitude towards it and the whole time I've had him in the squad has been uh, first class Stephen Davis hasn't been playing much club football what do you make of that? It's, I think it's unusual for us not to see Stephen play first of all um, and you know every time there's a change in manager and in the Premier League that's, that's a fairly regular thing let's be honest there's, you know managers come in with, with their own ideas their own views Davo's a top player. You see it. We've seen that already in the three days we've been together. Um, I know he's very valued at Southampton as well. So he'll be frustrated with it because it's Stephen, something that Stephen in his career has not had that much experience of. It. I think possibly maybe at Fulham he had a period where he didn't wasn't a regular choice, and then he, he, you know he, he took the move to Rangers. But um, I know when he comes here, he'll be ready to play. Simple as that. Uh, ideally, you want to see your captain playing and. In a, in, a, in a positive mindset but since he's come in he, you know, we, we've chatted briefly about it but he's just focused on making sure and he'll come these two games will be great for him because you know, when you're not playing at your club you want to go and sh sh prove to the people at your club that you should be playing Right you've got big decisions to make the squad looks great people are firing goals in left right and centre um, we've got a, a goalkeeping yeah. options at the back you're not going to tell me who you're going to go with on Saturday, but I'll ask you anyway. He's going to be in goals. <laughs> well, there's, there's choices to be made there. You know, we've seen, you know, the emergence of Trevor Carson, done very well at Motherwell, very close to a move to Celtic last season that didn't materialise, and um, then the emergence of Bailey, obviously as well. Who we've we've known about Bailey for it must be nearly three years now since I first met Bailey, and we've watched his progress, but for him to do what he's done in um, the opening part of the season under a new coach, I think is, is fantastic. You know, I've, I've seen him um, in one game this season and, and Mike's watched him in two or three games and his performances have been very good. Four clean sheets out of six in a very, uh, for a very demanding coach as well and Marcelo Bielsa. But, um, so the competition's good, you know. I think Michael's situation is still a little bit frustrating for him. You know, he's sitting on the bench at Norwich and has been. Um, but we, you know, we want competition for places. We want people coming, not expecting to play, hoping to play, but not expecting to play. And I think we have that certainly in the goalkeeping situation, and we have that also in the, the striking positions as well. Uh, it's reported that Josh went for two hundred grand, the biggest steal ever. Yeah, uh, uh, like Josh is is a lot of value for two hundred grand when you see what players move at these days. You know, already I think. He scored three goals for, for Bolton. I saw him playing one game and they were well beaten actually by Sheffield United. Uh, Ollie Norwood gave an inspired performance that day for Sheffield United. But Josh was, he was really Bolton's only threat, to be honest. You know, he was very isolated up there. Um, but 
I think Josh is one of them players until you get the chance to work with him you never really get you don't fully appreciate him and I think Phil Parkinson was very astute I think given what people will move and players will move for uh, particularly you know from League One and the Championship and you see some of the transfer values I think when, when Bolton look back at the end of the season they'll realise they've got a real bargain A couple of questions for you Michael you're now one of the longest serving managers in international football right. um, do you still get a buzz out of it? Yeah, I think you know this new competition is going to be very interesting. I think you always get that little buzz when you get the players again together again. It's kind of the start of something again for us. Um, you know, there's the fear of maybe not being able to produce what we've produced in the past, but that's the motivation factor as well. And I love when we get a new player or a new you know introduction to the squad, and we've seen that. You know the. You know, I'm excited about the likes of like little Gavin White. I'm excited about um, you know Jordan Jones, Jamal Lewis, Billy Peacock, Farrell. Th- those are suddenly players that are emerging for us, and and that, as much as anything, gives you, I think, the buzz and the motivation. And a question all the fans want answered: Will we qualify for Euro 2020? You inspired the team to get to France in 2016, so can we do it again? I think we can. You're always. We don't know that. It's always wary that you know. And this is what um, the the draw has yet to be made. So, you know, you just don't know. Sometimes you can get a group a group that's kind to you. Sometimes you can get a group that could be very difficult. Um, I felt our World Cup group was difficult. Yet we still managed to get second position in that. That would take us to France. I think that we have built up in in the last four years is a belief that we can get there. Possibly that a belief that didn't exist previously. And as long as you maintain that kind of form, then the players will believe that. And, and you know, so when the draw is made in December, um, you know, obviously that, that's going to be a big factor and, and we'll take it from there. And it's a, very, it's a very tight qualification from March to November. There's no room for error. It's ten, five double headers, 10 very intense games. Um, but the main thing for us now is to make sure that we use the Nations League to give us that momentum going into the, the, the qualification but also to give us that hopefully that position of you know that trap door entry or you know the third place uh, position that is no longer up for grabs in terms of uh, the potential route through the Nations League as well. We're going to get into the two games coming up very shortly but first Kyle Lafferty's back in the team he's scoring goals I take it you're very happy for him? Yeah I'm delighted Kyle deserves a lot of credit because for three years Really, you know, he played very little football at Norwich. A um, couple of loan spells that were not overly successful either, and, and that can happen with players. So, you know, he made a brave decision to come back to Scotland, um, and you know, he resurrected his, his career at Hearts. There's no doubt about that. And Austin McPhee played a big part in that, and uh, Craig Levine. You know, I think Austin convinced Craig to take him. Um, but in Kyle's favour, you know, you still have to go and perform, and you have to go. And, and produce the goods and he did that for Hearts and within one season obviously he's, you know, he's attracted the attention of Rangers again I don't think Kyle's ever hidden his, his preferred club or his, his love for Rangers so I'm delighted for him to see him back I went to watch his debut at Motherwell he, he was fantastic you know, he scored two um, was involved in everything led the line well and um, you know, I think he's, he's going to Rangers at a really good time you know, the things happening there with Steven Gerrard coming in and, and Rangers, I think, have certainly improved. You know, they had a setback, obviously, in the old firm game. But still, you know, I think for Kyle, he's at the right club at the right time in his career. OK, Saturday, Bosnia and Herzegovina, or Herzegovina, whatever. What, what way do you pronounce it? I just call them Bosnia. <laughs> it's it's, it's uh, unfair to play two countries yeah, at once, exactly, isn't it? Exactly, yes. 
Um, so what are you going to expect from them? Obviously, all eyes are on Dzeko. Yeah, I mean, Dzeko's international. I think it's over 50 goals and just under 100 caps. So those stats are pretty pretty impressive, to be honest. We know what he is in terms of a, he leads the line. He's a, a massive threat in the box. But we've dealt with, you know, our, our guys have played against, they've played against Ronaldo, they've played against Lewandowski, they've played against Thomas Muller. So, you know, they've played against a lot of top strikers in, in, in recent years and, and, and acquitted themselves extremely well. So, Dzeko's another one that they're going to have to deal with. The other big threat for me is Panic in midfield. You know, I've watched him live for Juventus and really, really good midfield player who, who controls the game, controls the flow of the game for Juventus. And again, I think Bosnia are a little bit in transition. You know, Robert Prozanecki's come in. Um, you look around the squad and you think outside possibly those two players, there's a little bit more inexperience around it. They've got pace in the wide areas, uh, watching the recent games as well. So, you know, he, he's at the start of something for him. He wants to grow a team. And, and I think, you know, he has better players than he had when he was Azerbaijan coach, without, without being disrespectful to Azerbaijan. Um, but he made them a tough team to play against. So we've no doubts that this will be a very tough game as well. And when it comes to Israel then, after the weekend, will that be an opportunity to give boys an opportunity? Yeah, I think it is. Gavin White? I think, well, we'd see. Uh, the, the most important thing is you use the, the, the time. I think it sometimes is difficult. You want players when they come into international football that their first taste of it or their early taste of it is positive. If you put too many players in who don't have too much experience, it can be difficult for them. So there is an element of you know getting the balance of that right. Um, you know I think we saw that a little bit when we played Croatia at home. We we we, we played, and it's a big step to go and play against a team like Croatia as well. Um, so we we look at that. The priority is Bosnia. Um, the Israel game will be an opportunity for some players who've maybe not played so much in recent times to get that opportunity, and then it's down to them. Um, you've set an expectation. The fans expect. Do you love that? Yeah, I think so. I think that's what we have to do. I said to the players, there's nothing worse as a coach or as a, as a player turning up with no expectation. I think in the past we had that. And, uh, you know, the players deserve enormous credit because they've created that expectation. You know, it's great to come play in the National Stadium. It's a full house. It's a great atmosphere. The atmosphere, you know, the noise in the stadium, the pitch is good. Everything about it is really positive. And, you know, we, we don't we want to maintain that. We want to keep pushing. Even the friendly games, is, you know, I think it's close to sold out as well. So that those are all things that, you know, I say to the players that, you know, hold on to that. That has to be your motivating factor. I think that, we you know, we haven't had a, a single withdrawal from this squad. Everyone wants to be here. And, uh, you know, we, we want to continue with that expectation and, and continue to deliver because the supporters have been fantastic because they've been there when times haven't been so good. So it's brilliant when you see them rewarded when, when obviously things are going better. Well, listen, I'm so delighted international football's back. Good luck for the weekend. Thank good you. luck for the Nations League. Thank you. And thanks for joining us. Thank you. Kyle, great to see you. You're back in Northern Ireland colours. How does it feel? It's good, yeah. It's obviously, I love coming away here. So um, it's, it's a good feeling. Right, firstly, congratulations. you become a father. Yep. How's it going? It's going well, yeah. She's a, she's a wee gem, to be honest. She's sleeping well and behaving. Are you getting up in the middle of the night to do feet? I'm trying to as much as possible. Obviously, with, with, <laughs> with, the, with, the, with the amount of games I've had over the last two weeks since I've joined Rangers, it's, it's, uh, it's been slightly difficult for myself, but my, my wife's been there. She's been, she's been brilliant as well. Let's go back a lot of months and you, you came out and you spoke about your own personal demons and whatever. For you, was that the slate clean and you could move on? Because from an outsider looking in, you look to be in the 
the best place and having the time of your life? Um, yeah, I thought a long and hard about coming out, and I think if I didn't, then there was always going to be ways of me betting, gambling, um, and I think it was the right right moment. I was at a a club that was willing to support me, and obviously Austin was there, which has been magnificent for me and still is. He still texts me to see how I'm going, and um, it was it was it was good. And obviously coming out, it's helped me because I think five days time on the 11th I'll have been a year clean so I think it's worth pointing out how many people Kyle has helped yeah. by coming out and talking about the gambling addiction so many people across the UK and even further afield have um, said things like listen Kyle Lafferty has come out so maybe we can talk about it so yeah, how do you feel that? when I when I first came out that was one of the things I wanted to help people I didn't want to do it for myself, well obviously for myself, but I didn't want sympathy, I wanted to do it to help others and obviously help myself as well, but the me- the amount of messages I got from from players, from opposition fans, um, contacting me through Twitter and even contacting my wife um, on Instagram, obviously asking to speak to me, it's, it was like, obviously incredible, and I was always there to help, and I've, I've spoke to the majority of them, and they're the, they've obviously they're in that that run as well um, for being clean so obviously as I said I didn't want to come out and for sympathy for myself it was just to get get myself sorted and then help as many people as possible and I think it's going well Good lad you've got a smile on your face everything's great at home everything's great in the football pitch you started off the yep. season a, a season a, a belter at, at Hearts you were banging in the goals and then the, the move comes at Rangers it was talked about nothing came of it and then it happened some people say never go back. For you, going back to the club you supported as a kid uh, and a club you had so much success with, um, to go and do it again, um, how difficult the decision was it? It wasn't difficult at all. Uh, like No disrespect to hearts. I, I love my time there. The people I met, the friends I'll have for a long time. I wouldn't have changed anything. Um, but when when your team, when you support a team and they come calling, it's, it's difficult. Uh, obviously they turned they turn that down and with how I left I was disappointed in myself and obviously I had the wrong people looking after me at the time and gave me obviously the wrong wrong like information and I decided to move on and I regretted it from the, the day I walked out those doors and you don't get a chance to play for Rangers two times in your life and when that came around there was, there was obviously going to be one winner and You've said don't don't go back to a club that you've already been there, but I'll give 110 percent for the jersey every single time because I know what it means to me and it means to the fans and my family. So um, I think once you give that there, you're halfway there, and the goals will will come. You're the closest I've got to Stephen Gerrard, who I'm a massive <laughs> fan of, right? So tell me, what's he like? He's pretty impressive, to be honest. Um, he's he's a young manager that the first two weeks. What I've seen so far, he's he's going to be the next best thing. To be honest, he's the way he speaks, the way he puts things across towards the squad. It's it's impressive to be honest, and for any young uh, manager um, looking to to win the coaching or um, obviously following the, foot, the, the the managing footsteps, it's 
you just need to look at him um, in the press, no matter who's asking him questions or what, what's put in front of him, he's coming across really good and his training's tough. Um, he was one of them players that whatever he trained and whatever way he trained in the park, he took it into games and he's trying to get that across to the, the lads now in training and training's been really, really good and it's going to be good times um, for Rangers. We're delighted to see you back in Northern Ireland Colours and uh, roll on this weekend. What do you make of this whole Nation League for, Nations League format? Um, we watched a video, I think two nights ago, trying to explain it. And I, I understood a shot away. There was like lads like Josh and Diego <laughs> and Stuart Dallas was Typical. looking at me thinking... They're struggling a wee bit, were they? <laughs> I, was, I, I held them out there. So, <laughs> so uh, Michael even was confused this time. So, no, it was, it, it's another way of getting to, to get qualify for the Euros 2020. So... Um, we have to take each game um, the way that we've been approaching games over the last three, four years. Um, that we want to win, whether if it's a competitive game or whether it's a friendly. We we've got that winning mentality now, and we want to we win as many games. Yeah, we all expect, um, and you, 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 you and the team have, have have made us that way. That we expect. Does that sit well with you? Yeah, of course. Um, I think for the first time, and I've been what. 13 years, 14 years now maybe, um, playing for Northern Ireland and you're no, no longer the underdogs anymore. There's teams going to come here and they're going to be wary of us and any team that will come here and disrespect us, they'll they'll get punished because we've got players in the whole squad now. Um, not only a starting 11 but the whole squad that will will get the chance and will we'll punish teams and it's exciting times obviously and We'll, we'll look and we'll try and do everything we can to, to qualify for another major tournament. What would it mean to you, Kyle, to get to another major tournament? Because you were the main man that got us there in the first place, seven goals, that qualifying campaign. Are you looking to reach those heights in this next campaign? Um, well, I'm maybe you're going for 10 goals, are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, well, I'm getting older and I've got 16 goals to catch up with David Healy, so I'm, I'm going to have to start scoring, scoring goals again. But, yeah, it's... I'm looking to go into this campaign and with the same manner as I did when we did qualify and try and play, try and approach each game um, as well as I can and hopefully score goals and hopefully I'll score enough goals and it'll take us to, to another tournament. You're at a really interesting part in your career, I think, you know, because um, you're now seen as like uh, an icon of Northern Ireland football. It's, it's fact-like because um, what Kyle did to get us to the Euros was incredible. And you're also now at the club that you've supported as a kid. You got your second chance to go back. So, um, what are the aims for Rangers over the next few years? Because it's still going to be tough to surpass Celtic with Brenton Rodgers as manager. Um, yeah, it's going to be tough. Celtic's been the champions for for many many years, but we've now got a squad that compete. Um, obviously, Sunday was a disappointing result, but with travelling and playing 38 minutes with nine men, um, it was tough first, but. Obviously, there's going to be no excuses for the performance I think we've put in. Celtic was probably the better team on the day, but we'll we're on a good good road now, a good path that we're going to kick on, and we'll we'll be much closer to the Celtic. And everyone in in the Rangers dressing room believes that we'll uh, we'll get 55. This will be the year um, that we'll we'll win the league, and we'll just keep on working hard in the training ground and. Obviously, we have Europa League to look forward to as well, and the games are going to come thick and, th- th- uh, thick and fast. So, um, 
it's a good good place to be a Rangers player and um, I couldn't be happier to, to be in the to be a Rangers player. When's the statue going up in cash? <laughs> there's already is one. <laughs> 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 nah, I don't, I don't know. There's already a pub named after me, so um, that'll do, will it? Yeah, that'll I'll do for now. I'll I'll for now. As long as I get a few drinks. <laughs> <laughs> um, Michael's obviously got competition for places. Um, you're scoring goals. Boise's scoring goals. Josh is scoring goals. Gavin White scoring goals. Will Greg. <laughs> Will Greg yeah. scoring goals. Um, so what, what's the atmosphere like in this squad and, and obviously with the competition for places? It's always going to be healthy. I think we've got I think, what, five strikers now in the, in the, in the squad. Um, and we're all scoring goals. and It's, it's good. Obviously, it's, it's good for Northern Ireland. It's good for the squad that if I'm not pulling my weight, if Josh isn't pulling his weight, then there's, there's people there that come in and take our places and you have to be on your toes um, and it's the first, probably the first time in a long long, long time that if you're not performing Michael's going to leave you out um, and you obviously need to approach prepare and approach games the right way and obviously if you're doing the job you're obviously going to play um, but it's obviously it's, it's good it's a good feeling that you're you're going to have to train well in producing games um, and if you don't then you're going to lose out in no place Right, how do you see this weekend panning out and obviously the Nations League game against Bosnia for starters? It's going to be a hard game they've got some impressive players but we've got we've got a good squad good team um, and the the bond that we have in the squad um, what it means to every single player in our squad to play for Northern Ireland um, it takes us through probably the toughest the toughest games and at the end of it we, we become winners and it's been like that for the last four or five years it's it's been really really good and if you make a mistake there's, you know there's going to be players behind you to, to clean up and um, I think it's going to be obviously a tough game but I think we're we'll get through it and you get through Saturday it comes to Israel would you accept sitting on the bench to give some other people pitch time? I have 16 goals to get, so <laughs> <laughs> I want to play as many games as possible. Uh, as I said, getting old, play as many games as possible, and hopefully one day I'll I'll be the highest goal scorer for Northern Ireland. How mad is David Healy going to be when that happens? <laughs> 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 no, nah, to be fair, what the, what what we Davies done for for his country has been exceptional. Um, obviously through the the tough times as well, um, and obviously I want to want to get up there beside him but um, I think him what he's done himself for Northern Ireland it's, he deserves to be up there for as long as possible but if I get 35 I might take a foot off the <laughs> I was going to ask you actually Gareth McCauley are you going to show him all the best places to go in Glasgow and, and what a sign and that is for Rangers yeah when when I heard he was coming um, I, I texted him and I, all I said was please tell me it's true because I know what type of player he is he's a experienced player but not only that he, he scores goals and I think the Scottish League is going to be perfect for him and I think he'll he'll come there and he'll, he'll play play games and he'll score goals for Rangers and obviously he's a Rangers fan so it's another another player that the gaffers brought in and um, he knows what it means to himself his family and the fans for, for pulling on that that blue jersey Kyle you know what you're in a great place 
Good to see you smiling. Hopefully the goals will come this weekend. Hope so. And uh, great to see you. Good luck. Cheers, well, thank you. Cheers. Okay, man. Okay. This is the Bet McLean football show from Cool FM. Right, before we get to this week's fixtures in the Danske Bank Premiership, Bigo, talk us through Seaview on Monday night. And Crusaders were annihilated. They certainly were. Coleraine were brilliant, no question about it. Crusaders won the title war against Coleraine last season, but the Bandsiders showed up and won this battle, and um, they were very, very impressive. What do you think is going on at Crusaders? Do you think it's the pressure, that, the, the pressure cooker that is full-time football, and that statement of intent which they went to town with at the start of the season? I just think they haven't got over playing all those European matches, Pete. Um, I thought that was a huge undertaking. It's the, they had to play four European games, lots of travelling, and of course they're getting used to full-time training. But it's certainly not a crisis. Listen, they're only four points behind the leaders at this stage. We've only played five games. Crusaders have enough quality in their ranks to bounce back and to bounce back quickly. And how big a loss is Gavin White? We know what he's doing now across the water, and he's in the Northern Ireland squad, but... How, how, how big a difference with him not being on the side does that mean for Crusaders? I do think they're finding it hard to readjust to life without Gavin White because he was such a special player for them last season. And I know that um, they're trying everything in terms of formations and different tactics to get it right. And listen, Stephen Baxter's been there and done it. He's won three titles in the last four years. He will deliver again for Crusaders. They will be challenging for the title. And it's just a case of the players having to find form and find it quickly. Right, so we, we saw last season with Paul Smith leaving Linfield, what effect that had. Gavin might leaving the cruise, perhaps that's an effect right now. And now Brad Lyons getting his big move from Coleraine to Blackburn Rovers. How big of effect, an effect will that have on the Coleraine team who now sit at the top of the league? Well, first of all, I'm delighted for Brad Lyons. He's a lovely lad. He's a good footballer. He's got real potential and he's going to a good club in Blackburn Rovers. He's going to be working under Damien Johnson, one of my favourite Northern Ireland players at, at Rovers. And I think Brad will do really well. Of course Coleraine are going to miss him and the timing of the transfer wasn't ideal for them because it meant they couldn't bring another quality replacement in. But the way they played on Monday night without Brad was a statement of intent. I thought Jimmy McGonagall's finishing in the second half was outstanding. Josh Carson was brilliant. Stephen Larry in midfield was class and defensively they were so, so strong. And Coleraine are determined, as Aaron Burns told us last week in no uncertain terms that they want first place this season. If they can maintain that sort of form and put in those performances week in, week out, they are going to go very, very close, Pete. Were you surprised at uh, Linfield dropping points last weekend? I was, yes, but Ards are a very solid outfit when they're playing well. And um, by all accounts, they could have nicked it late on. But again, Linfield, they've had a, a super start of the season. I think David Healy would have taken it, what he's achieved so far. They have a big match coming up on Friday night away to Warren Point, and he'll certainly be looking for a victory there. Got you. Let's get to the fixture centre three this week. Um, Warren Point uh, at home to Linfield, as you mentioned. Um, a 6-1 defeat for Warren Point last week, which was disastrous and still no points on the board. I was at that defeat. Balamina ripped them to shreds, but Warren Point's defending was dire, and Stephen McDonald was not a happy bunny afterwards. I'm certain you're going to see a reaction on Friday night, but I don't think it's going to be good enough to beat Linfield. I can see Linfield going there and winning three goals to one. Uh, Glenn Torren, um, who, who drew last weekend uh, against a Newry side, who beat Cliftonville. That's probably the result of the season so far. Um, uh, we didn't see that one coming. I don't think Barry Gray saw it coming either because he was raging with his players, talking about their bad attitude, talking about their performance on the pitch. 
and um, uh, Newry took advantage and you got to give credit again to that side boy have they stepped up over the last four or five seasons and you know that's going to be a tough match for the Glens but the Glens are going really well too I thought it was a good result 1-1 at Glenavon and um, I can see maybe Curtis Allen um, Robbie McDade coming to the party there at the Oval on Friday night. I'm going to go Glen Torn to win that one 2-1. Uh, finally, in the Danske Bank Premiership this weekend, remember all Friday night fixtures. Uh, Cliff and Phil at Home the Institute, who have had a brilliant start to life back in the Premiership. They certainly have, and you've got to give credit to Paddy McLaughlin and his players. But as I talked about before, Pete, Cliftonville have to step it up because at the moment they're showing relegation form not um, title winning form which is what we expected from them we thought that they'd be in the mix but they can't afford to be playing catch up for too much longer so I think Cliftonville will turn up um, they will be thinking about what Barry Gray said they'll think we don't want to go back into that dressing room after another poor performance so I can see Cliftonville turn it on there and winning 3-1 Gotcha. And as for the rest of the teams, it's Iron Brew weekend. Coleraine and Crusaders enter the Iron Brew Cup. Uh, Crusaders did really well last year. They went far in the competition, and I'm sure that will be the hope for both Oren Kearney and Stephen Baxter. And um, we wish them well because we want to see our Irish League teams do well in a competition like that. Excellent stuff. So Nations League starts this weekend. Good luck to Northern Ireland. Uh, thank you very much for watching. This has been the Bet McLean Football Show from Cool FM, and we'll be back with more next week.